This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Okay, so I'm at, me, so I'm, at, I'm at the hair salon on um, Thursday at Splan, getting my hair done by the lovely Kelly, and so I'm going to the shampoo bowl, and I walk by my neighbor, and they're like, "Hi, Lori," and I'm like. Sorry. Can I? And then I go. I go. Yesterday was out on a it's boat ride with my friends. My friends who did, don't even know you. Yeah. Hi, Lori. Yeah. My good friend. And but I'm like, Wait. Julia. It's just because it's you say you're you like you go Lori and Julia. So but, it's just that. But That's it was all so it is. funny yeah, to me that these are people that don't even know you. Right. I'm sorry. And who I know, like not you know. Hi, Lori. And I just sit there. And My like, favorite is when we get called Loria. 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 All that's the, time. the best. And that's I sometimes best. call us Loria yeah. and just combine our names. Yeah. But but I it just Listen, made me it's laugh. Good enough for, you know, you know It made me laugh. Benefer. I know. Yeah, it works for that. Good enough for it us. It made me laugh so hard. I mean, this is a really yeah. good friend of mine. Hi Lori. And I'm uh, like, yeah. really? Well, we're yeah. happy to have Julia back yeah. from no, vacation. It, it, Love you. It makes me laugh. I don't care, but it's just no, so know, funny because I, I know when you see people, you we we're just associated as the same person. It's kind of a combo. Even if we have close friendships with the people individually. You guys are a dynamic duo for sure. There we go. All right. All right. So, Bannifer. Well, no. First, we got to talk about Black Widow. Okay. So, the industry, the movie industry had one big question post-COVID, Julia, was that would something make money if it was released in theaters or would people just want to stay home and watch it on their couch or what if we released it in theater and... They can stay home and watch it on their couch, but they're going to pay a premium to do it. What will happen? Well, Black Widow has answered, and the verdict is in. Both ways will make money. Yeah, right? 80? Lots and lots and lots of money. Because this was released in theaters and then on Disney Plus for the $30 premium. They did that with... uh, one couple of kids yes, movies, yes, yes, yes. but they weren't in the option of the theater. So Black Widow was really this huge Hollywood test. How many people watched it on Disney? So Plus? Black Widow pulled in eighty million right, domestically, yep. beating uh, Fast and Furious Nine as the biggest opening since Star Wars. Okay, then it made another eighty million internationally, so up to one hundred sixty million opening weekend for Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. People that paid the $30 extra to watch it on Disney Plus, that brought in $60 million. Wow. To pay $30. So in total, Black Widow made almost $220 million. Wow. And here we were worried the pandemic might bankrupt Marvel or Disney. Hmm. Okay, wait a minute. Let's just talk about this for a second. Yeah. Did so, anyone see it? I, I did not go to the theater. Grant, I, you go to these. No. I, I was going to go this weekend. We had a little family issue on Saturday, but I do plan to go in the next couple right. nights. Here, yeah, so. and I would see it in the movie theater. That's, this is the That's kind of where a movie, I would go. Yeah, this is the type of movie that I would like to see in the theater. Yeah. But man, did these the numbers. Love it? The critics loved yep. it. It's directed right. by a woman. 
Um, people are just so, I mean, Marvel and Disney and everyone in Hollywood is just going like this. Loving it. Because happy. this is at least, you know, uh, they both ways make money. I mean, Proof, I, I'm yeah. sorry, but they're like crying and they're crying and laughing. I, I mean, Disney is rich as hell mm-hmm. and will continue to be, as will all the other major studios. And as for Scarlett, she's probably heard all the money printing machines and she's talking to Daniel Craig right now about, um, you know, anyway, that's kind of ballsy that they, James James kind of ballsy that they released the streaming numbers too. Well, I know, but $30 a pop, but I suppose when you have money and Well, analysts had wondered how much money was lost when one household spends 30 on a movie instead of 15 per movie theater ticket. However, Disney keeps every single one of those $30, whereas they split the ticket sales with the theater, so they're happy. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got kids and it's a large family situation, great deal. But like Colleen and Bradley brought this up earlier when I was with them. Like Bradley and him and his partner would rather pay the fifteen apiece to go to the theater. But if you got four or five kids, you're gonna save money. Oh, absolutely. Right. Right. And then uh our our guy, Sean Penn, you know, he's directed himself in a movie and his daughter in a premiered at the Cannes Film Festival this weekend. And Julia a hardy standing ovation yeah. of about 10 minutes the flag it's called day. flag day mm-hmm. um roger friedman spies say it paid played very well everyone liked it a lot dylan penn um really was kind of amazing and his daughter uh, yeah mgm will be very happy the uk papers were very positive uh and one reviewer said sean penn has still got it um and it's i think this might be the First time he's directed himself in a movie. Right, and his son Hopper's in as well. Yeah. Well, apparently he didn't want to do the film, but Matt Damon pushed him to do it. Yeah, it's based on the memoir Flim Flam Man by Jennifer Vogel, who is played in the movie by his daughter. Sean plays her father, this notorious counterfeiter. Counterfeiter. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Counterfeiter. Fitter. Yeah. They couldn't use that uh, title for the movie because there's a really famous 1967 movie called The Flim Flam Man. So they called it Flag Day. And of course, he's directed Into the Wild, The Pledge, and The Indian Runner. But um, he had one dud, The Last Face, which he did with, you know, Charlize. Charlize Theron. Um, But he, he, uh, this is the first time he's directed himself. And I guess she's great in it. And, you know, the big funny news that came out of uh, can on opening day last week was that this movie Annette, which is like a rock opera type of a okay weird show with Marianne Cotillard and Adam Driver, but the big funny the big thing like it was the opening film. So Roger Freeman said they never they use code words like what we do with Hollywood speak and describe it in other ways because they have ten more days. Of going to movies, so sure. they don't want to lamba- lambast it right away. Right. But he was reading, he said, this is just going to get, when it opens in the U.S., it's just going to be trash. But one of the funny things, the headlines that came out, is that Adam Driver apparently sings while he's going downtown on Marianne Cotillard's oh. um, character in the yes. movie. Sings loudly, oh, muffled singing, if you will, if you will. Did you, did you catch that? Mm-hmm, I got it. The muffled mm-hmm. singing. Mm-hmm. 
just trying to use the 70s reference. <laughs> so Flag Day is a hit in the Marianne Cotillard and Adam Driver movies. Well, he, said, he said it's just people are not going to know what to make of it. And then the other other weird, because always they have strange, you know, they've and Wes Anderson, I mean, I know everyone says they, you know, might have, maybe you really are a huge fan of the Royal Tenenbaums, but it is, it's an acquired taste. Thank you, Julia. Yeah, it's an acquired taste, Wes Anderson movies. I mean, because they're always. uh, I I wasn't a fan of that. I I thought I was always like in the minority with that movie. I I wanted to because Luke Wilson was so happy with tracksuit. I mean, that one is, I think, is like the funniest of a Wes. Anderson, he's just uh, actually his greatest movie that I thought was Isle of the Dogs, and it oh, was an yes, animated the about animated. The, the trash. Yeah, but that was animated. Oh, that was so good. Well, his movie that was supposed to open the Cannes Film Festival is open. It's called The French Dispatch. Yes, and he refused to give a press conference. Uh, the word is he was avoiding questions about his longtime producer, Scott Rudin, who'd been, who's been made a pariah on Broadway for having toxic work environment in Hollywood. And Todd McCarthy reviewed the French dispatch for deadline and called Wes Anderson, the King of Twee, which is not a compliment. Right. Twee, if anyone needs to look that up. So cute, you know, overly cute. That's what I think of Twee is. Okay. You know, um, and McCarthy writes, this is Anderson in full flower, one that only grows in a rarefied attitude. This is a movie about and for the New Yorker constituency. So snobby, very well read. You know what I mean? We know. I know what he means. Um, he said searchlight pictures probably shouldn't even bother to release it in half of the States, and if you're going to release it in Texas, maybe only in Austin. And <laughs> uh, yeah, right. and so if I guess Fox, which is Disney, mm-hmm. they brought the big stars. They brought Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. They brought Benicio del Toro, Tilda Swinton, Timothy Chalamet. You know, this has cost a lot of money for people mm-hmm. to bring their stars. They're all four star travelers, and um, <laughs> but the ones I think they're five. Yeah, the one who didn't <laughs> go is Frances McDormand, well, and she is okay. Roger Friedman writes <laughs> this: There's a scene in French Dispatch mm-hmm. between Timothy Chalamet and Frances McDormand that's a sex scene that has set jaws dropping and tongues wagging. And not for the faint of heart. So this is our second little sex, you know, movie. Uh, for verse, we have the muffled singing mm-hmm. in Annette. <laughs> and now we've got not not for the faint of heart sex scene between Timothy Chalamet this and Francis McDormand. This, the French Dispatch is what we're talking about yeah. right now, this movie. Okay, yeah. so it's rated R. Owen Wilson, Elizabeth Moss, Benicio Desvarian. Uh, it's got everybody. Angelica Houston, William Defoe, Ed Norton, uh-huh. Francis McDormand, Cersei Ronan. Um, it's the, a classic Wes Anderson. Wow. He has a bunch of characters. Griffin Dune. Done. Done. Who we loved from. Us, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Anyway. All right. Well, we have to go. Elizabeth Reese is with us. The other fashion moment, though, from Cannes was Bella Hadid, who is a model who gets paid to go to Cannes. And she shows off all of her jewelry and everything. She looks like she's having fun. She's wearing a Schiaparelli 
dress with a Schiparelli lung necklace, which covers her beautiful, bare, perfect breasts. It's unbelievable. It's, it's quite gorgeous. a fashion moment. It is gorgeous. All right, listen, we got to go. We'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Well, what a treat it is to have you here today, Elizabeth Reese. Hi, friends. Hi. Happy Monday. I'm filling in for Holly while she's on vacation for a couple of days. Yes, thank you. Always so excited to be asked. Um, gosh, you guys, the J-Lo Ben Affleck news is just all over. Today. I love it. It is just it. everywhere. It's it. nonstop. It's story after story after story. Who Who's planting all these stories? Is it J-Lo? I, it's got to be. Yeah, that's what I think, Because, too. you know, her. it's either her running her Instagram or somebody else who sparked quite a buzz by mm-hmm. liking a throwback photo of Ben Affleck that was posted by a J-Lo and Ben Affleck fan A Benifer fan account? Yep, it's yeah. a Benifer fan account, mm-hmm. and um, she liked it. <laughs> I love her song. She looks really great in it. She's getting her best revenge um, by getting back together with the guy she loved and lost 17 years ago. We can oh, all God. relate. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, they seem to be getting more and more serious because here's the story from Us Weekly uh, planted by somebody's team. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck plan to look at Beverly Hills real estate together. Okay, now that his people squashed that and they squashed it to entertainment tonight. Yeah. What'd they say? Just that they just didn't, that was a story that was just made up and his people squashed it with entertainment tonight which i thought was hilarious why squash it like who cares well because i think that like he he, there's no reason for them to move in with each other she moved fast with a rod and all of that and they've got the kids and he's He's got got his own place and he's got the kids but you know what i'm saying so that was just though she is going to move from Miami to L.A., I believe, with her kids. Because she, yeah. she was looking at schools. Yeah, yeah, She was I'm looking sure. yeah. at... Um, well, and she really did. I mean, they the A-Rod situation, you know, he has kids right around her kid's age. Right. And so they became like a family unit. Right. right. And then I don't know what you do after that. That's tricky. Because well, those kids probably really loved each other. Ah, uh, yeah. But, but you know, you're not age. You can, sensitive one. Yeah, no. Question. Come on. When you're like 12 and 13, you can fall in and out. Of, no, I don't. I, I don't think true. so with your yeah. parents and everything. No, yeah, you're fair. you're moving along. Yeah, but it's like they kind of become like your cousins I, I, or something. Listen, they went along with A-Rod doing the empty plate troll on Instagram. So that was they thought bad. that was pretty funny. <laughs> so that's that tells you everything. Ben Affleck has been hanging out with... Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
the kids, though. So Jennifer Lopez's daughter yeah. and two of his kids went on a universal outing. They, they did Sunday. that. I saw that. Yeah, so they're spending a lot of time together. His 12-year-old daughter, Serafina, and then his 9-year-old, Samuel, and then Jennifer Lopez's daughter, Emmy. They were yeah. all together, and they were eating Wetzel pretzels. Yeah, these guys are <laughs> the <laughs> real deal. I know that was... These guys are... They're the real deal, yeah. and it's now the right timing, but they don't need to be in a hurry to get married or move in together or anything like that, but they can just... I don't know why they would need be, to get married. Yeah, too. they can I just Every be, time it's like this engagement happens, I just sort of feel like for a lot of people, you hit this point... She has her, all of her assets. She has everything. He has all of everything. And they let me both tell have you, kids with other people. Elizabeth, she's still getting untangled from Alex Rodriguez. Oh, I'm sure. Well, she's they have always, a lot of business things. She's always gotten financially involved with her boyfriend. So this will be a nice change. She won't have just to be. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. Just yeah. live your own life and have a wonderful partnership and a relationship. But it just doesn't have to turn into this like legal and financial debacle. I right. love her new song. I haven't heard it. Oh, it's good. The only, every, only song I think of when I see these two is that horrendous song, Dear Ben, that she put <laughs> oh. on some album. <laughs> okay, I don't when, even know. Oh yeah. my gosh, you guys, Grant's got to find this. <laughs> I, no. It is so it's, bad, yeah. and it's it's like this. It's like, Dear Ben. Yeah, no, it was, oh, she no. was it sad was when she recorded that. She was, she was real in sad. love with him. And, yeah, and but then, that was 17 years ago. Right? Don't make her relive it. Look at her now. <laughs> Play her new song. That's the good one, and it's such a good um, diss on... Don't make her relive it on our show, It's Elizabeth. such a yes. diss on yes. A-Rod. Grant. How are you? Here, here it is. It's emotional. She really loved him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now she's got revenge. She's back with him, and she's got a great song, Cambia El Paso, and it's all about... Walking away from somebody that's no good for you, that's treated you bad. Do you think those two played the song Dear Ben on their way to Universal? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Wouldn't that be they, funny? They play, it, they play it at night when they're alone together. They're alone. And then yeah. it's like, shoot, yeah, let's play it one more time. Yeah. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Nikki Hilton says her mom, Kathy, likely will not become a permanent Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Damn cast it. member. Well, she's given us, I mean, she's saving the season. Kathy joined uh, the 11th season, which premiered in May, of course, and she did lots of cameos before. But Nikki is shutting down the possibility that her mom will join the cast permanently. She said, I do not think she would. I don't think she has time for it. It's a full time job. Well, that and that is true. And she's just a friend of the show. And after seeing last week's episode and seeing her house and really realizing, you know, just like how rich she is. Just the magnitude. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Okay. Oh, yeah. They play tennis just... at her house. It's okay, right up I your alley. I to just go view Kathy Hilton's house. Isn't that gorgeous? Oh, my gosh. She's really got some serious money. So much husband. money. Mm-hmm. Nikki Hilton was on Twin Cities Live years ago, and she was really lovely. She was? was she? Yeah. yeah. We had a really nice time with her. She was just super down to earth, and she had a book out or something like that. Right. And, and, you know, the beef with Kyle and Kathy Hilton is because her husband, Maurizio, worked for Rick Hilton, whatever his real estate company oh, is in did? Beverly Hills. Okay. And then he snuck away in the middle of the night to start his, his own, own thing. thing without telling them. And yeah. you know what? Sisters... 
are funny about that when their husbands are in business together and someone sneaks away. No one likes the sneaking Do away. Do they still not get along? Well, they, they've mended fences, but it was a real, you know, because in real estate, then you've got your clients, your and clients. All and, you know, it's a delicate anytime you're in business. But anyway, it wasn't handled. Yeah. Right. And Rick and Kathy just cut Kyle and uh, Rizzo they, they off. Did. Because I think Kyle and Maurizio are shortcut people. Yeah, and I don't think that the <laughs> oh, sneaking around is never a good idea. No. It's just be upfront. Be and, upfront. And people will always respect you more when you're upfront yeah. about it, whenever you're leaving anything. Yeah. Matthew Morrison had a second baby. I really loved him in Glee. Remember I did, too. He was Why hasn't he done anything since he Elizabeth? That's exactly okay, what I was stop. wondering. You guys, he came through with an album. He had a tour okay. in the cities. He's been in a couple plays. I know, but why hasn't he been in a show? Why isn't Ryan Murphy cast him in another thing? That's a really good question. And why isn't there something else where he's performing? He's just so good. They Now he has two kids. And I just was reminded when I saw this little baby news mm-hmm. that I thought, well, what's going on with this guy? You know what? I would like maybe he could get cast in Mrs. Maisel. I feel like his hair would do very oh, that well. That's a good idea. <laughs> he know? looks like a man of the 50s and Doesn't 60s. he? Yeah, yeah, kind of. does. yeah he reminds of. me. He looks so much like Nate Burkus to me. Yeah. I just think they look like no, they're the No, Nate Burkus is better looking than mm-hmm. him. Well, yeah, that's fine. One is going to have to be better looking than All right, the other. Fine. I'm don't sorry you see some similarities? If you do. saw them on the street, you'd be like, whoa. I demand an arm wrestling thing over this issue right <laughs> here tomorrow. <laughs> no, we're Guess not doing what? It. I'll come back. Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks, Elizabeth. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Wonderful to hear your voice. Yay, right back at you. Okay. We're going to check in with traffic, and then we'll be back with Sex Monday. So, I really am just consumed with reading everything I can get my hands on about how is we're coming out of COVID, <laughs> this ought to the be pandemic, <laughs> what is happening, you know, because... Let's what is happening it. with what? Well, people, people have broken up, people have settled, people are horny, people are um, nervous about getting out there. There's lots of different feelings that are happening because Dating let's face anxiety? it just just even love relationships sex relationship i mean people want to know like am i in a one-sided relationship where are the dirty sin cities i've got answers for everybody right. on all oh, these things goodness. so let's okay. start with the top 20 cities for cheating so if you're looking oh, for crying with out cheating oh. in mind for traveling oh, i thought we were supposed to be happy here cheating well, and traveling no but Isn't i mean this- listen People can cheat no, and be I'm happy, kidding. I guess. Oh, I'm kidding. You know? No, I'm just kidding. Trust this, me. I can't love we, it. Can we start with something else first? No, no Julia. Right, because people are planning summer trips right now. <laughs> oh, gosh, gosh. Plan out that cheat trip, this right? This is That's the cities right. you should go to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The Summer of Sex Index is okay. happening. All right. And women are more likely to sneak outside of the relationship than men, which, you know... That's a we, change. Do we believe that? If, if, if At least true. on AshleyMadison.com right. there. But um, here's the top cities um, for screwing around, okay? So <laughs> here we go. Number one, Miami. Yeah. We're going to Miami. And that yeah. has been forever. Listen, right. to me, if you want to do the shadiest of things, you go to your two big sin cities, Miami and Vegas. Yep, yep. Yep. Uh, number two on this list is Orlando because of all the swingers. Oh, a lot of swinger no, action. No, you know what it is? There's a place right above Orlando called The Village. And my yeah. parents live there. Do they really? Yeah. That is like the hot 
Swinging. Swinging spot for seniors in the country. Oh, Julia, I saw a very disturbing documentary on that place. I'm never the going there. Your yeah. parents have their grant? Oh, well, they ha- they have live there in place. the wintertime. Yeah. Yes, yes. And it is disturbing to say the least. The yeah. amount, uh, there's a lot of upside down pineapples, if you know what that yeah. means. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, yeah. a lot of political stances down there too that are. Where they do show. I mean, it's like, it is like this. Oh, <laughs> there's a documentary on the this village, place. Because I just met another yeah. person whose parents are there and said, it is just like, it, you. it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah no, I don't want to know what they're doing. Casey and I have already done um, uh, basically a blood oath that we will never, never. move there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That we can't, that, that we can't, we won't be able to handle it. Okay, so Miami, Orlando, Las Vegas, Atlanta, Cincinnati coming in at number six, Minneapolis. What? What? Cincinnati? Oh, yeah. What's fun about Cincinnati? Listen, I don't know. Um, go Big Red. Isn't that the home of Ohio State? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or somewhere right around, it's around that area, Is yes. that Ohio State? Yeah, yeah. basketball gotcha. country. Yep. I don't know. Anyway, Football. Minneapolis, number six on the list. Wow. That's, you always want to know about the list. I, we are on We are on the Summer of Sex Index list, Julia. People, I never wanted to know about the list, but I love it. But I I, I don't <laughs> understand how we made it. Yeah, I, but I mean, my word. It was published in the Journal is of this, Sex Research. And this is recent? Yes. Well, I don't believe it. I well, between June 20, 2020 and September 22, 2020. I don't believe that one. Well, look, look what was There's happening a, in Minneapolis last summer, Julia. Protesting. That's right. And probably screwing. <laughs> well, there's screwing going on everywhere, I hope. But I mean, just even more. <laughs> right. Okay. So happening. So the that it is energy from the journal of energy. That's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just saying these are the top U.S. cities for sex infidelity or for infidelity. Do not, uh, you know, come after the messenger here because <laughs> these my sources All right. are. All right. Good. I'm just saying it's an odd one. It is, but you know, Minneapolis, uh, we made the list. I mean, Anchorage, Alaska made the list, and we know how strange. How unpopulated that area is, first of all. Well, Anchorage is the most populated. Well, I'm sure, but I mean, that it would make it as a top sex. Well, think of all the the ratio of men to women. At least if you were a woman there, you even though the odds are good, the goods are odd, but still, there's so many of them. Right. You know, mm-hmm. where it doesn't travel far in Alaska either. So. No, exactly. <laughs> and St. Paul was number nine. Whoa. We are just horned up here. Okay, I don't get that at all. Well, do you? I'm, I'm showing you. I'm citing my thing. Journal of Sight. This is all last summer. Right. Maybe it was a, you know, everything. We'll, we'll look at it next year. Okay, and we'll okay. just see if we even make the top 30. Okay, now, the other thing that's happening is that people. Have Those been- were cities for cheating, right? For yeah, for infidelity. For infidelity. Infidelity. Wow. Yeah. I just like the I word. Okay. Can you use it in a sentence? Yes. Okay. So another thing that's happening as a result of the pandemic is that now that people are coming out of the pandemic cocoon, if you were, we're being rebirthed, we're getting back out there. People are asking themselves, "Am I in? Am I in a one-sided relationship?" And how would you even know? How do you know if you're in a one-sided? Give me, give me, okay, make, give you let's questions. write this down. Questions okay. to ask or answers to What be... are the signs you can look out for that perhaps you're carrying the relationship alone? Because what's tricky about a one-sided relationship is they can, they're always obvious, like anything, in retrospect. And they're always obvious 
from an outsider looking in, but when you're in one, you're all swept up in all the emotions of, you know, the fun, the orgasms, yes. the, whatever it is, you know, right? your romantic projection. So here's here's what you're supposed to Okay, so are you always initiating conversations? Okay. That's a question to ask yourself. Yeah. Okay. So you text first, the chat stalls, and then right. you put in the work to revive it. Okay, so you you find yourself waiting for that other person, waiting for them to reply, right. waiting for them to turn up, waiting for them to make a move. You'll often get bored of waiting and just do things yourself. Yep. Okay? Okay. Uh, you talk about the future, but they don't. They okay. shut down. They don't want to talk about that. In fact, they don't really talk. They may seem like great listeners, but you're doing all the heavy lifting. You're cracking the jokes. You're asking the questions. You're telling stories or coming up with all the crap you're going to talk about. And then uh, you feel like you have to tiptoe around them because you don't want to, like, scare someone off or send them into a grumpy mood. You're never sure how they're feeling. You're always kind of guessing. Okay. Mm -hmm. They never bring up anything to you. It might sound counterintuitive. I mean, if they never raise any problems, doesn't mean they're loving lives. Mm, they're just not bothered about me. They're fine with coasting. Got it. Fine. They're fine with coasting. Mm-hmm. You're always apologizing. Yep. Okay. You're always apologizing. Oh my god, I was in. I was in the one side of a relationship once or twice. You feel like you're too much. <laughs> too. You feel like you're too much, mm-hmm. and uh, you put a spin. On the relationship, when you talk to your friends, you'll exaggerate maybe how well you're doing or whatever, but you'll just spin it and you know it. And then, um, and then you just are just kind of feeling like, okay, where is this going? So, anyway, these are the questions. If you're thinking about your cocoon and wondering, should I get out of this pandemic, uh, thing that i'm in right and have a hot girl summer Mm -hmm. that's right okay and uh this could have i could have said this for the study of dub but because people are traveling nine out of ten of us say that uh, we have more adventurous sex when we're out of town (laughs) we are out of town new Mm -hmm. environment new environment everybody knows this this is the study of dub but people do find vacations aphrodisiacs Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, mm-hmm. you're relaxed. You're not thinking about work. Oh, yeah. You're not thinking about work, so you can think about other things. <laughs> exactly. You might have time to actually get horny or something. You loosen know, up a little wait, bit. Loosen up a little bit. Party a little bit more, because sometimes... But the most popular place to have outdoor sex on vacation on a beach... With a good blanket. With it has a very to be a good, good blanket. blanket. Sand sucks. Yeah. Good music. It only takes one time. Unless, of course, you're with like Jason Momoa, who could just pick you up like a tree. Put you on the picnic table. <laughs> Put you on the picnic yeah. table. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Last week, he was on um, Kimmel, okay. and he wanted to see, could you make anything look sexy? <laughs> and he, so he sanitized himself, took off his shirt with the mm-hmm. hand sanitizer, mm-hmm. just pumped the gel all over his face. And mm-hmm. But then the thing he did that was sexy, but then what he did wasn't, he put a can of tuna in his arm. And squished it? And it opened it that way. <laughs> Not even kidding. It was like so Popeye. hot. Yeah, it was so hot. Are you kidding me? No, it's but then he did the bad thing, and then he dripped the tuna juice all over his face and beard. Yes. 
But then he took a bottle of water and then he squirted it all off. And then I he's felt all better about the about bottle of water. Isn't then he? he felt better about it. Yeah, I could have watched that for days. I might have to watch that take. <laughs> I think Holly posted I mean, seriously, it. It's it, funny. It was so. That's it, funny. I know. And, it was, and then he ironed a shirt, but he faced the ironing board towards his crotch and then kept leaning over that where he talking about <laughs> taking long Oh, if you could see Lori right now, honest to Pete. The windows are fine. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Up and I just hate. <laughs> I Larry's just going into it. Oh. Wow. It, was the, it made me so happy. It really... Maybe happy. Was he co-hosting? Because I know Kimmel- no, he was. Pre- he was because uh, Kimmel has different guest co-hosts through the whole last summer. Last week it was Wanda Sykes, and she was really funny. So I think it was actually the week before okay. when he, he had Anthony Mackie on because Anthony took off a shirt too. Oh wow! Yeah, I, see, look so, at Lori. Look at what I got so scolded here for. What? Remember all the people I'd come in the studio? I'm like, can you just take your shirt off for oh, me? No, it doesn't ever get old. <laughs> I love doing it, but I yeah, it's not always welcome. That's right. All right, we'll be back. Everybody was in Italy. They're still in Italy. Okay. Olivia was in Italy. Who's Olivia? Olivia. That's just what I'm calling for right now. Harry and Olivia Wilde. That's very close to Hilaria. I know. Oh, and Hilaria did a long... She's such an idiot. She did this some big, long Instagram thing about how hard it's been for her to... Fit in because she's she's culturally fluid now. (laughs) Trying to make that be a thing. Trying to make and we're like, ain't nobody got time for your white girl antics, old Hillary from Boston. I mean, Julia was this big long thing, and after you know, I mean, after everything that she said, and then you know she. Right back, just go back to breastfeeding while doing yoga. And and do that kind of stuff. Don't white. Don't write us things about how difficult it's been in your life because you identify as culturally fluid. We don't even know what the hell you're talking about, girl. How you say Preach. cucumber? Preach. How you say cucumber in English? <laughs> this is the girl from Boston, and she's pretending to <laughs> be so bad. All right, did you talk yeah. about this already last week about how Matt David tur- Matt? Um, Damon turned down the role in Avatar, the gen- the guy role in Avatar. No, I don't think so. Okay, but listen to he this. He was in. He was at Cannes last yeah, week. Yeah, he was. He's in a movie he's that's in getting really kind of big. The Sean Penn movie. Yeah, the flag. The yes. flag. He plays. The, yes. uh Dylan Penn's yes. father. So he talked about this when he was at Cannes. He revealed he was asked by James Cameron to star in Avatar, which. You remember, I refused to even go to and see until like two years ago because I watched so many animated movies with my kids. I refused. I know. I didn't even care. It looked like it. It, I'm with you. I look like it. But my kid, I actually watched it with who loved it. We took Aunt Marlene. We oh, were no, just like, wow, we saw it at Rosedale on the 3D side. It was I amazing. It was to see it because I thought I can't do another one. But anyway, <laughs> so James Cameron, it, it grossed $2.8 billion in mm-hmm. the, the box office. 
He turned on the role of Jack and 10% of the revenue, which would have given him a $280 million paycheck wow. <laughs> from one movie. And he said he's currently apparently worth $170 million, but he doesn't see this missed opportunity as a tragedy, but sees it as a funny story. That's a rich thing to say. Oh, um, is it ever? Right. <laughs> right. But so, the, the reason God. he turned, that's just so funny. I could have $280 million. <laughs> 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 okay, so he said he said he turned on Avatar was that he didn't want to abandon the Jason Bourne series. Oh, oh! I no. loved him as Bourne. He's yeah, that was great. A great. He was so good. I feel more connected to Jason Bourne than I couldn't even tell you what Avatar was about. I have no idea, but yeah. flying people in a but tree. But Jason Bourne <laughs> is kind of like, I mean, it's oh. what Ryan Gosling is hoping to do with the gray man. Exactly. And I wish John Krasinski or Krakowski or Krasinski he would Krasinski. come back as Jack Ryan. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so good. The, that show is amazing. Well, that just got hung up in the pandemic. Yeah, they would have filmed it. it. It would have right. been out. That, mm-hmm. that just was timing. Yeah, that was. All right. So um, other things, you know. Okay, here's something to watch tonight. If you oh. do have HBO, it's just another. It's a docuseries, Catch and Kill, the podcast. Oh, right. Tapes Ronan Farrow. So this all about, you know, how he, Ronan Farrow, uh, Megan Tui, and Jody Cantor from the New York Times, they did this investigative report for the New Yorker. Yeah. and. Anyway, it, but I guess it is quite good. Well, I I and read NBC's the book. P, yeah, NBC's PR team will be busy for the next right. uh, couple weeks because uh, um, it's well, scandalous. Ronan took the story to NBC. Well, and it's and scandalous no how it. NBC tried to squash it because Harvey Weinstein bought ads NBC right. and the and whole movie thing. And also, they had thing. all the Matt Lauer stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, they had exactly. a couple other problems happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so other things that are happening. Well, so- Bill Gates, uh, there's a little leak on the New York Post. I, okay, what happened? From, uh, you know, that billionaire summer Summit camp. In was, Sun Valley. Yeah, that happened last week okay. while you were gone. I thought maybe you dropped in uh, since from you were Sun in Valley. the neighborhood. So close. So close. But, uh, you know, we haven't heard much from old scandal plague Bill Gates. Uh, but I guess at this Yeah, sun- we did. I just told you they gave everyone a $1,500 COVID bonus. I don't consider that Bill Gates news, though. I'm talking about Bill Gates personally. You're talking about Bill Gates' wiener. Right. During an off-the-record Q&A that followed his talk on climate change, CNBC host Becky Quick asked Gates about his divorce from Melinda, his wife of 27 years, and the future of the Gates Foundation, because it was reported that he can remove her in two years. Yeah, I saw that. He An attendee said he fessed up to messing up. He basically referred to the fact that the divorce was his fault. He did seem a bit emotional about it. He might have been on the verge of tears. He did not use the word affair when discussing the end of his marriage. The attendee said of the session, which another person said was very moving. Well, people don't ever call it an affair because it's if it's not, there wasn't just one. (laughs) Which one? Which one? It became a state of being. But anyway, not all attendees were impressed with Bill. One guest said he appeared agitated throughout his stay and brushed off anyone who tried to come up and talk to him. He was pretty much a total a-hole. And the CNBC host did not bring up uh, Gates's friendship or whatever was going on with Jeffrey Epstein. All the photos. So all that right. didn't come up. But someone was there and they were like, he all talked right. about it and 
he owned up. It's my fault, you know. And you know, we already knew that, Bill. But thanks right. for confirming it. You well, know? that's all right. Yeah, I mean, wait a man up. Yeah. So in front of all those people, your peers, right? Right. The Richies, and it was supposed to, you know, be off the record. But thank goodness somebody blabbed. <laughs> To the New York I swear, Post. what is off the record anymore? It feels well, like the reporter a didn't report it. Right. It was somebody calling that was like at this small thing, mm-hmm. you know? Remember how that works? It's always the attendees. It's always the attendees, mm-hmm. Julia. Someone's always got a little something to say. And then so Angelina the- Jolie and The Weeknd were at the same concert together, but they weren't sitting together. But Dumois is saying that maybe... Um, these two are happening. So we're going to have to dig into this. Does Julia. that excite you? Um, no. No. I, I know it doesn't. So no. don't lie to me. Don't lie to me, Argentina. It doesn't. It doesn't. Like she said, it all. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Not even for a half second. No, all right, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow, I think. I hope. I hope so. <laughs> it's See Tuesday. Bye. I've gone off to go.